So our father started this company about 25 years ago. We've been doing this Dallas show for 15 years now. Um, we started out in South Africa in the Eastern Cape. Um, my grandfather actually bought the Southern Namibian Ranch about 45 years ago. Uncle Craig started hunting with my father um, probably 12 years ago. Um, he hunted with us in Namibia a couple times in South Africa. About eight years ago, he got to harvest one of the virtual golden oryxes in Namibia, which was, at the time, it was one of the top ten in the world. Well, I think it is still in the top ten. It was like one or two. And then from then, yeah, he's, just a, he's a great guy. He's been, and then he started this program, Craig Boddington Endorsed Outfitters, and obviously um, we got onto it or we met the requirements. Welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast, fueled by Ripcord Arrowrest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrowrest, the bow hunter's number one fallaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment in their patented drop-dead brake system that eliminates launcher bounce back. Best of all, Ripcord is backed by their rock-solid guarantee. If the original owner has a part break for any reason, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge. And did I mention, Ripcord is located in southwest Montana, where all their products are made with pride in America. Check them out at ripcordarrest.com and on their social media feeds. This podcast is brought to you by First Light Clothing and Hunting Apparel. Born in the Rockies in central Idaho, First Light's mission is to create simple yet proven versatile gear that provides comfort and performance in any situation while working to promote the pursuit of ethical hunting and stewardship. I recently joined the First Light Pro staff team and have continued to be impressed year after year in their innovations in engineering and merino wool fabrics. Ten years ago, they started putting out wool fabrics with camo patterns, and immediately this changed the game. Since then, they offer multiple layering systems and kits in various proprietary patterns and continue to raise the bar with their competition. Find them online at firstlight.com or under their social media feeds. Go farther, stay longer. (laughs) 
All right, listeners, welcome back to the RNA Outdoors podcast. We're on the showroom floor here in Dallas at Safari Club, day two. Um, I'm sure uh, most folks right now are, are ready for the day to be over as we're starting <laughs> to wind down day two. But um, for some, it's like, man, we've only got like two more months of doing this. But uh, we're happy to be here, fortunate to be here, and, uh, and excited uh, to talk to our next guest here. Um, my sidekick along with me here, Jason, welcome back to the oh. RNA Outdoors podcast, my friend. Always a blast, no pun intended. So yeah, so um, to kind of kick it off, we are here uh, with Frontier uh, Safaris uh, based in South Africa and also Namibia, uh, which is interesting because they offer concessions uh, in both countries. But I think also more importantly, they are one of um, Craig Boddington's endorsed outfitters uh, under his uh, pro- program that he provides. So um, today sitting with us, we've got both Frederick uh, and Scott from Frontier Safaris, um, uh, both brothers and, and also partners uh, in this business. I'd like to welcome Welcome both you guys to the RNA Outdoors podcast. How you guys doing? Thank you very Thank much. You. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. How's the weather here in Dallas comparative to Africa? Is it nicer? <laughs> Is it colder? Is it's it a lot different. When we, sti- when, we stu- when we stood off the plane with shorts, uh, the guys were a bit surprised when it was minus 8 Celsius. Yeah. So it was yeah. below freezing for us. We come <laughs> from where it's in the hundreds and it was like 28 degrees Fahrenheit. It was quite mm. cold. Yeah. We, we kind of understand that completely. We came from 70 degrees Fahrenheit in, in California, and, <laughs> and he sent me a note. He said, oh, by the way, here's the weather. And I'm like, "Bring a coat. is that Celsius? Or is that, uh, <laughs> Bring a coat. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, of course, and we also know, compared to some of the guys that are in Michigan right yeah, now, yeah. this is fantastic weather. Yeah, this is tropical yeah. compared yeah. to Tropical. <laughs> yeah, actually, some guys are like, oh, yeah, we left our jackets back at the hotel. <laughs> this is gorgeous weather. What are you guys talking about? So. so cool. So you guys are out here from Africa, Frontier yes. Safaris. Um, maybe just tell us a little bit about um, your operation, okay. uh, maybe a little history about the company, okay. maybe mm-hmm. where it started and kind of where you guys have gotten to today. So our father started this company about 25 years ago. We've been doing this Dallas show for 15 years now. Um, we started out in South Africa in the Eastern Cape. Um, my grandfather actually bought the Southern Namibian Ranch about 45 years ago. We've had that in the family for a long time. Um, yeah, we're mainly based in our main bases in South Africa, but we obviously got the two concessions in Namibia as well, privately owned concessions, the big one being the south one in Namibia. Uh, it's been in the family for over 45 years now. It's uh, 80,000 acres property. That's a big piece of ground in southern Namibia. Wow, The one neat. in the northern Namibia is also 45,000 acres. So, yeah, it's big land. Fortunate to have such big land privately owned. Um, and the one in South Africa is where we're based, where we live. Frederick, tell us a bit about South Africa. Yeah, basically in South Africa, we also operate out of close to Port Elizabeth, a one hour northeast of that, in the great city of USA, United States of Alasdale. <laughs> <laughs> the other USA. Yeah, I you, like it. You've got to blink. If you blink when you drive through it, you're going to miss it. It's probably got a population of about 4,000 people. Oh, that's um, not blinkable. That's, I mean, 4,000 yeah, people. That's a good size. Yeah, in Africa, you get about 10 people per household. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so basically, as Scott said, my father left the army when he was 19 years old and immediately he knew what he was wanting to do. He did a little bit of ranching, but ultimately his heart set on hunting. I mean, conservation of animal species is the best way through hunting. It's been scientifically proven and just through all these organizations as Dallas, Safari Club, SEI, NRA, all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. 
So my father started hunting on the small, originally it was one, the, 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 the property now consists of 14 farms, and originally it was just one small little farm back in 1989. Um, it was only about 800 acres to 1,000 acres back then, boasting probably about 10 different species, whereas now you've got up to 70,000 acres, one perimeter fence, privately owned by our family, myself, Scott, my father, family of seven, and so like I said, we've got up to 46 different species and counting, I mean, we've got exotics from little blue darker, which is probably about 10 pounds, all the way up to a Cape buffalo, which is close to on 4,000 pounds, some of those big bulls, you know, 2,000 pounds, and my brother, he's quite a good uh, breeder, he's, he's actually started breeding projects with uh, Cape Gracebuck, which is... wow. Yeah, and as well as blue darker, black impala, which is also an exotic species. And an interesting fact is actually the, the golden oryx. It's actually a Birchall's golden oryx. My grandfather, Fred Birchall, and my father, they started breeding that in the south of Namibia also about 16 years ago. And through numerous processes, he got it registered as a Birchall golden oryx, same as the as the Birchall zebra, which was wow. named by our forefather's brother, William John Birchall. He ventured into Southern Africa in 1809, and he did a four-year venture there. He named numerous animals. I'm not too sure if you guys know, but animals like your blue wildebeest, okay. your white rhino, African wild dog, sesame, and numerous birds. Yeah, the Birchall's kukul, yeah. the crimson-breasted shark, a couple of the birds, the Birchall sandgrouse. Exactly. Yeah. Birchall zebra. So the species are named after, I mean, your guys' yeah, family, lineage. Yeah. family lineage. Yeah. So that's incredible. So wildlife goes far back into our history. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is actually a really cool fact to, to have yeah. as, a, as a heritage. And, and then you basically both, you know, fell into and, yes. and decided this was, you know, your livelihood. This yeah. is what you... brought up into it, yeah. We've had it all our life. That's what we want, hmm. yeah. It's a passion. Yeah, here, here we, we start out doing something else, and we're like, man, how do we get into the outdoor industry, man? I've got to find a way in, you know? Yeah. Here you guys were, you know, your family were naming animals that, yeah. were, that, that were like, oh, well, it's a virtual zebra. Yeah, that's no big deal. I'm like, oh, my like, God. Oh, wait, that's their last we, name. We know those guys. <laughs> and normally we'd say stuff like that, and we'd be like, oh, yeah, we're just yeah. kidding, right? And you're like, no, we're serious. That's it. You know, a few of our clients actually boast they all, uh, one of our clients this year, we actually had a sign myself, Scott, to my dad, because him and his son, he, they both shot a virtual zebra with an actual virtual, and we're the only men left, myself and Scott and my father, we're the last men left with a virtual surname in South Africa. Wow. And is this the whole family here? Not that anybody could see on a, yeah. on a yeah. podcast, so... So a big family, family of seven. Got got a couple more troublemakers on the way. I see. You yeah, know? they're keeping them in line. So I'm I'm the oldest. Um, then it's Scott, Scott and then Lushana. The yeah, then Lushana, my other brother, he's uh, 18 now. Then Kian, he's still 16. in school, 16. And then my little sister, she's only seven now. Oh man, I'm telling you, <laughs> whole family affair. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So looking in the bifold here. Um, it shows a little bit about your guys's, you know, suites and the rooms that you yes. guys offer. Maybe tell the listeners a little about if they make a trip out and to stay with you guys, kind of what they could expect on their safari, five to seven day safari. Scott, okay. yeah, so our Africa, uh, South African ranch. Um, we've got a beautiful lodge. Uh, it's built 20 years ago, up on a cliff. Got a beautiful view. Um, our suites in South Africa. It's a king size bed in the suite. Got a jacuzzi bath, double basin, obviously toilet and shower. So it's very comfortable living. We've got a very nice big boma with a very nice bar, 
free Wi-Fi for the youngsters out there. Obviously, <laughs> us, us oh main hunters, we're not really interested in the Wi-Fi, but the, the youngsters got to send their photos back to mom to let them know what's happening in Africa, of course. Sure, yeah. Um, so, neat. yeah, it's very comfortable, um, very good hunting, obviously, which is the most important. But when you get back, you got something comfortable to relax on, which is also obviously important for the hunter. Yeah, and how many? How many? So how many can you accommodate on on like a one of your five to, or seven to ten day hunts? We got sixteen rooms in South Africa, eight bachelor suites and eight honeymoon suites. Um, the bachelor suites have each got two double beds in, so I guess if a father and son wants to come out and they want to stay in the same room, they'll stay in the bachelor suite. Gotcha. So yeah, there's there's sixteen rooms, eight bachelor suites, eight honeymoon suites. So a whole bunch of people is what you're saying. Yeah, um, no, we can yeah. accommodate well, a lot of people. You know, yeah. 24 double beds, eight king size, and then another 16 double beds. I mean, small little party of you know <laughs> 35 yeah. or yeah, six you know, comfortably. Yeah, yeah it know. depends on how you want to honestly how, how cold it is <laughs> on the night. Yeah, this past year we had Blaza, RWS, and Shirosky come over to test some of their new the new optics, rifles, and bullets for 2018. And they brought all of their, their um, journalists. The journalists out, and they did a lot of testing. And yeah, there was something like 30 guys out there that were hunting at the wow. time. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of accommodation for all the guys. Yeah. How how did you meet Craig? Uncle Craig started hunting with my father um, probably 12 years ago. Um, he hunted with us in Namibia a couple times in South Africa. About eight years ago, he got to harvest one of the virtual golden oryxes in Namibia, which was, at the time, it was one of the top ten in the world. Well, I think it is still in the top ten. It was like one or two. Um, and then from then, you know, he's just a, he's a great guy. He's been, And then he started this program, Craig Boddington Endorsed Outfitters, and obviously um, we got onto it or we met the requirements to yes. be onto it. Um, well, and that's, that's one thing that I always loved about Craig is he's – He's really a family-based yeah. individual. That's true. Yeah, he's a very and open you, guy. Your, your whole platform, I mean, let's face facts, the last name all the way through to you guys taking over your, your father's company and and doing everything. And I'm sure, you know, your dad's probably sitting back home going, <laughs> man, I am so happy I'm not in Dallas <laughs> right now working the shows. I got the kids doing it. And you guys are probably eating it up because I don't know. I mean, I love this place, right? Yeah, yeah. no, it's nice. This is, a lot of interesting things to see. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course, and you guys get kind of locked in. I've seen you wandering yeah. around a little <laughs> bit. I won't say that you've been stuck here the whole time, but, uh, you know, it is one of those things that you gotta you got to get out and see this yeah. place because awesome. it is impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, you know, I mean, to come to a great country like the USA. I mean, one of the best countries in the world besides South Africa, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great privilege to actually, I mean, there's many people in Africa that do hunting, but they just don't have the ability to come to Dallas Safari Club. I mean, of all the shows we do, I think... Uh, yeah, all honesty, Dallas Safari Club look after the um, exhibitors the best. I mean, just from all the dinners and the 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 the, the breakfasts in the morning. I mean, I mean, we met you guys at, at Uncle yeah. Craig's Weatherby Award, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Very true. It was just kind of a small small world. Um, exactly. I've always said this. You know, I've been doing the outdoor industry. Mm. You know, about 25 years now. And for me, it's funny because I I walk around in this building and it's like I know a lot of people. Yeah. And, and it's almost hard to get around, but this has been the most relaxed atmosphere function. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've done SCI. We do the Western hunting show. And I, of course, do the National mm. Rifle Association event. 
which is absolutely nuts. <laughs> um, and it's it's a lot of fun, but I don't I don't ever get to relax. You know, no. this is yeah. the first this is the first show in a long time I've actually been like, hey, let's just go like <laughs> like do a podcast. That sounds like a yeah. lot of fun. So, so maybe um, tell the listeners a little bit about some of your um, you know specials. Obviously, you guys have got multiple tiered so mm-hmm. you can do um, you know six animals 12 animals obviously you can add in yeah. um, some of the other species but maybe talk a little bit about what you guys provide and the, yeah. and the types of hunting experience that they'll get yeah well um basically we've we've taken all the how can i say the when the, the clients feedback and they say i mean obviously when it comes to businesses hunting is you always need to be evolving and we've evolved to a point now and we're continuing to where we've got these set packages i mean for a first time as well as for a guy that's come before, I mean, the Eastern Cape is a place where you get your Cape Kudu. I mean, up in Limpopo, you yeah. don't get that sort of stuff. Your Correct. Cape Bushbuck, your Cape Springbuck. So basically, we've got a 10-day, 12-animal package, which is our biggest seller for 6400 And that includes one, uh, it's 10 trophy animals, two cows. It's a Cape Kudu, Gemsbuck, Blue or Black Wildebeest, an Impala, Blessbuck, Diker, Warthog, a Cull Impala, a Cull Blessbuck, and then this is the icing on the top of the cake. You get to choose an option between three, one of each, two or one, two, whatever your heart desires, between a baboon, the iconic baboon, the blackback jackal, the cape bushbuck, mountain reedbuck, male or female white blessbuck, a black springbuck, a cape springbuck, or an ostrich. So, I mean, if you, <laughs> you want to shoot a big chicken and have a good KFC at the end of the night, you can do that three times. I mean, same as in Namibia, we've also got that 10-day, 12-animal package but except you're getting a southern greater kudu, two gamesbuck, two uh, Kalahari springbuck, blue wildebeest, a hartebeest. Then on your option list, you get to choose between one virtual zebra, a mountain zebra, a blue wildebeest, or another hartebeest, as well as a choose four option between baboon, a warthog, jackal, a lynx, also known as a caracal, a steinbuck, or a diker. So, I mean, you're getting pretty much both of the, the best of both worlds. I mean, from a small little iconic diker all the way up to the iconic uh, kudu you know yeah so i mean for first timer we do that however if somebody has been before and they say listen yeah please can you make me a custom package as i said we've got 46 different species maybe he's hunted all of that then we say okay let's have a chat let's say you want to shoot a nyala cape eland blue darker red darker all that sort of rare stuff uh fall rebuck as yourself you said you want to get yeah, I mean, Damn it, he remembered. <laughs> Bring that up again. <laughs> it's on the list. Yeah, I mean... Duplicates we, don't count, remember? There we go. Of course, and if we see two, I'm not saying that I wouldn't shoot a second one. Hey, you're just going to have to reload quickly. Yeah, I mean. reload. Yeah. <laughs> if he's still standing, don't forget to remind me of that. <laughs> so if I was a new hunter, you know, looking at a safari, I mean... what? Where would you steer someone? Because you guys, you know, obviously offer both Namibia and also offer South Africa similar packages, similar pricing. I mean, where would you steer somebody, one versus the other? Is there an advantage to one versus the other? Yeah, it's all, it's almost like a self-preference. Obviously, we've got the 10- and 7-day package. That's just for time in terms of how much time they have. But in terms of South Africa and Namibia, I always tell the guys if you want to bring the wild for kids along, rather go for South Africa than Namibia, just because it's a little bit more comfortable. Um, South Africa, we, the closest town is only an hour away, or the closest big town is only an hour away. In Namibia, you've got to drive two or three hours to get to a big town. So if the wife's there and she wants to go do a bit of shopping for the day, she's got to drive three hours to town to go and do shopping. So we're in South Africa, it's just an hour away from town where she can go to a spa or to another big five uh, game ranch to do some bit of photographic or something like that. 
Um, and obviously in South Africa, there's Wi-Fi, there's um, stuff like that for the wife, so she can she can be on the internet while the husband's hunting. In Namibia, there's no Wi-Fi. It's a bit more rough. There's no jacuzzi bath in Namibia. We heat the the showers up with a donkey with a fire. So we heat the showers up by fire. Which, so there is a warm shower, which is fine for us men hunters. But for the women, they like to have a bit of a bath at night or something like mm, that. So yeah. that's, why we're, well, that's why it's nice to have the two options, that there's a bit of rugged hunting in Namibia, which some guys obviously prefer. And then there's South Africa, which is a bit more yeah. accommodating for the wife and kids. Yeah. So clearly the South African concession is, you know, more amenities, probably have a, a nicer experience if you're going to bring, you know, somebody with you versus yeah, Namibia, course, which is yeah. a little yeah. probably more out in the bush type environment. Yes, that's it, yeah. I mean, you, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, in, in Namibia, it's, it's not a cutoff. I mean, you've still got your tourist attractions, your Great Fish River Canyon, your Tosha National Park, all that. We're just saying that... Um, as ease of access, I mean, you don't have to spend a whole day doing that. Where in South Africa, half a day you can do from photographic to riding on the back of an elephant. You know what I mean? You've got such a wide variety. However, Namibia, if, if you're a man and you picture an African hunt like back in the 1800s when you're tenting out and you're hunting hard every day, I mean... I would recommend the movie. Uh, you know, I mean, I have things personally that I want to mm. shoot in the Cape. There's there's no doubt about that. But yeah. at the same time, you know, other countries now intrigue me yeah. because, you know, you you go a couple different places. And now you're like, oh, you know, mountain zebra. It's just, mm, exactly. just another one of those weird animals that yeah. you're like, oh, okay. I never really wanted to shoot a zebra <laughs> before. But now I'm like, wow, one that's in the mountains. That kind of yeah. sounds fun. But I understand completely. So no. what's kind of your guys' season, I guess? I mean, clearly right now you guys are doing the trade shows, trying to set yeah. yourselves up for 18 and 19. But, you know, when do you normally book hunters and, and, and get them into your guys' lodges? Well, obviously now January, February is our main um, booking month. That's when we do all the shows and the trade shows. We do this one, then we go to SCR. Um, and then we also do one in Spain and Russia. NRA um, as well, yeah. Yeah, we do the NRA in Atlanta oh, we'll as well. Back yeah. up there. <laughs> but, yeah, the main season's running from March all the way until November. We hunt almost throughout the, the year. It's just towards the end of November the animals are starting to lamb, so you don't want to really put hunting pressure on the, on the females and the little ones. Obviously, when you're hunting the males, you're still out there shooting and stuff, so you just want to give them a bit of a rest before... And it's also very hot in Africa in our summer months. It gets way over 40 degrees Celsius, 45, hot. over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So, yeah, it's, it's hot hunting. It's hot for the for the hards, for the mm-hmm. meat. Yeah, for sure. And then methods of take. I mean, what tradition are you guys doing? Archery hunters, do you do uh, rifle hunters, both? What do no. you typically see most? Or Traditionally, we just do rifle hunting. We're not really set up for archery, although we do get a couple archers. I'm, a, I'm an avid archer hunter myself. Um, about five years ago, my f- no, about ten years ago, my father took my rifle away and gave me a compound bow. He said, you're not allowed to hunt with a rifle anymore. You're shooting, <laughs> you're shooting all the animals. So he gave me a compound bow. Then about five years ago, he took my compound and gave me a recurve. Oh, so I'm busy hunting now. Yeah. To the trad bow. So soon, I don't know, he, may, he might give me a slingshot. I hope, hope not, but maybe. Hey, I've seen guys doing it with a spear and a knife, man. Yeah. I mean, your next step. <laughs> Put him up in a tree stand. Okay, yeah. jump. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah, so you guys do offer both options if somebody was wanting to, but pretty much you guys are rifle hunting yeah, most yeah. of your species. Yeah, we mainly concentrate on rifle, yeah. Yeah, in okay. Namibia, we, we pump the water. There's not much natural water in Namibia. So there it's a bit easier. You can sit at a water hole when the animals come in to drink. So there you could be a bit more. I mean, bow hunting at a, at a hard is quite quite exciting, as you said. Sure. 
with your story about the baboons and oh yeah, yeah. The, the baboons are just a crazy animal that you just never think about hunting mm. until you decide you know what i really want to kill yeah. one yeah. really <laughs> want to kill one and then all of a sudden it's like you can't find one for <laughs> the life of you. intelligent yeah jeez they're smart but um so I guess um, one of the things I thought was interesting is you guys were calling Craig Uncle Craig. So is there kind of a story behind kind of where that came from? Or, or obviously you guys think of him as a family member. Yeah, you know? he's just been very close to us. He's, he's been around us since we've grown up, you know, since we eight, nine years old, we've known him. Um, and yeah, in South Africa, I guess it's almost like a tradition where you call anyone that's close to your family, um, even if it's not your uncle, direct uncle. You, we just grow up and call him uncle because he's so close to us sure. as family. Or, yeah, I guess that's where it comes from. Well, I from. mean, let's face facts. You know, if he's been around in your life the last 15 plus years, like you said, it, he comes over, you see him all the time. You come here, you see him all yeah. the time. And uh, I mean, he truly is for an American, for us. I mean, I grew up reading his articles, right? And then... You know, 15 years ago, I met him personally and then met met Donna and, and everything kind of started gelling. And all of a sudden, I mean, we live in the same town. So it's like we 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 see him at the coffee shop. You know, we <laughs> yeah. we call him up. He goes hiking with him when he's getting yeah. ready for a crazy mountain goat hunt or something like that. He'll go hiking with him, you know. And so we we kind of got to that point where it's like we feel like family, too. Yeah. And it's just kind of neat. And that's really what I like about his endorsed program is kind of that family atmosphere. It's like what he what he always says is, I would recommend this hunt to my best friend. Yeah. And yeah. that, to me, you know, my first trip that I went on, I'll be real honest, it, it, was, it was pumped up to be this, and it ended up being that. And I'm not saying that it wasn't a great trip because I had a fantastic time. I actually proposed to my wife, and she said yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's good. You know, I was happy That's about that. That's what kept it here. Right? <laughs> here. No, no, if she have said no, I was already planned on trading her off to the natives for my next hunt. But, anyway, <laughs> but, but yeah, so with that being said, it, it is kind of one of those cool things that it just, it's such a, it's such a great thing to have something where really somebody listening to this podcast that's read all of Craig's stuff and knows his ethical levels exactly, and that kind of stuff yeah. goes, hey, look, I put my trust in, mm. in this family. Yeah. And if you guys go with them, they will take care of you. That's it, yeah. too. You know? I mean, that's what that's it comes down to. That's, that's why right. I think if, if people come up to your guys' booth, which I'm, I'm seeing the volumes of people come by here, and they see, you know, that stamp or that label, people that know Craig know that, you know, your business has credibility, you know, and yeah, for true. Craig to come in and to vet, you know, your system hunt there, obviously he's known you guys for a lot of years. Um, you know, that's something that I'm sure you guys hold, you know, close to your heart and something that, I mean, yeah, this we're is proud a, of it, yeah, yeah, we're very proud, proud of it and, and held to a very high standard at the yeah. same time though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, coming to Africa, there's so many, as you guys know, so many options out there. Oh my goodness. This just narrows it down to, but a handful, you know I mean? Yeah. Ideally, if I may ask, when you went to Africa, what what what, what was on your to-do list? What what did you expect when you went? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was actually uh, this was 25 mm. plus years ago, and my dad and I were talking about going moose hunting. Yeah, right. And we're walking through a gun show, and here's a guy that had a booth, <laughs> and there was a there was a chalkboard. Okay, we're talking before the yeah. the weird thing that internet, you know, where yeah, yeah. phones were the things that you put a quarter in and you actually exactly, picked up off yeah. the wall. <laughs> And there was a chalkboard, and the guy said, come to Africa, shoot three animals, $5,400. And I was like, 
I looked at my dad, and we were talking about paying eight, nine grand back then. I know, which sounds really cheap for a moose, but we were talking about paying that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, my dad had, the whole time I was growing up, he was always like, oh, man, I've always want to go to Africa. You know, we read all the stories together and that kind of stuff in the magazines. And, and I said, you want to go to Africa? He said, oh, I can't afford to go to Africa. I'm like, well, look. I'm like, put it aside. <laughs> you know, next thing I know, you know, three months later, we're, we're in Zimbabwe for the first time, which, of course, back then, that's when it was really yeah. unstable. Yeah. Hell, did I know it was unstable? No, there was no internet. <laughs> Nobody told me it was dangerous to be there. I was having a great time. And then we were driving around, and I still remember to this day my dad and his PH driving towards me, and I'm looking at him. And from, like, half mile down the road, I could see his smile. I'm thinking, oh, shit, he just, he whacks something big, you know. <laughs> he gets, pulls up, and we stop, and I'm like, so, so, what's going on? He's like, nothing. I'm like, well, did you kill something? He's like, no. I'm like, well, why are you smiling? He's like, I'm in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then going back, after, you know, after we kill something, going back, sitting around the fireplace, the braai, you know, just, just sitting there with a cocktail in your hand, or even a soda pop, or a water, or whatever, and just doing exactly what we're doing here with this podcast, except for this is going to go far and wide, where we get to sit there and share experiences and watch the sunset yeah. in Africa. I mean, I don't know, as Craig said in his speech at the Weatherby Award, when he said, you know, back my first trip, I was going to Africa 21 days. I was going to get it out of my system. Yeah. I totally relate. You know, I mean, I, I just look and go, okay, well, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. And like, I want to do it all. That's yeah. the problem. And then I work for the NRA. So financially, I go, okay, well, um, I, and I have two kids that like to kill stuff now, too. That's bad. I know what your dad was thinking. He's like, profit margin, slacking, slacking, take the stuff away from them, you know. Go get a job, you know. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. Well, I'm anyway. going to be hopefully getting bit by the bug. I'm actually going in July. So oh, okay. I, right. had, I had booked a safari, actually purchased the hunt about four years ago and finally booked it for this year. So I'm going for the first time. So I... Don't know what I'm getting into yet. I hear everybody's experiences, and I'm kind of getting an idea what I'm getting and into. And he's going so. with another one of Craig's uh, guys, which is a friend of mine, Alex Thompson, and Johnny of Eland Safaris. They're up in the Lumpopo, and uh, but yeah, it's like I told him, my man, walking walking the Limpopo, trying to shoot a bush buck with there a bow. That is going to be that's going to be a challenge, yeah. buddy. Yeah. It's going to be string and string and stick, so that's the He's plan. He's an Indian. I mean, it's, I don't know <laughs> if you noticed that. It's You see the dark complexion, the... I have a, I have a 16th of blood in me, so... 16th of something, something. Here we go. So. Cool. Well, uh, Freddie Scott, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Oh, Just how do uh, they get a hold of you? Yeah. Yeah, basically, the easiest would be either you can phone us on our, on our um, work line there. It's plus two seven. Four two two three double one three zero two, or you can drop us an email at um, frontier safaris at global.com or even better if you want to even check out other stuff just go onto our website google frontier safaris it'll come up I mean, yeah, everything's on there. Yeah, go to and yeah, everything yeah. will be down there. The email, the contact number, exactly. that'll be the easiest to remember. Yeah. FranchiseSafaris.com. And you guys are on, are you guys on social media? Are you guys posting photos out there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, even on YouTube, you can check out a couple of our videos with Uncle Craig. He's also got a couple of videos up there hunting with Scott. Okay. Yeah, just YouTube Frontier Safaris and it'll come up. Sweet. Cool. 
Well, it was great meeting you guys. Thanks for having us, guys. We appreciate it. Was it was awesome yeah. meeting you guys at the Weatherby dinner. It was it was neat breaking bread with mm. you guys there. And uh, you know, I always say, you know, when you come to these you know these events, you meet people and you almost become friends for life. You know, even yeah. if you if you don't know them and and you go hunting with them and you share stories over a campfire. And to me, that's what it's all about. So no, that's true. look forward to that someday with you guys. So absolutely. Uh, thank you very if much. If nothing else, you get out to California. We'll have to go chase hogs or something like that. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Open, <laughs> open invite. That's the way she rolls. All right. Well, good luck the rest of the year. Um, no, good luck you. on your trade shows, and uh, we mm-hmm. hope to see you guys again soon. For no, sure. Thank Thanks, you guys. guys. All right. Thanks much. Signing off. Take care, guys. Hey, everyone. This is Lucas Paw host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website, www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer.